people of Earth, we have come to upgrade your cosmic consciousness. DNA activation ready in three, two, one. Hi, welcome to Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. I'm Craig Anderson. And I'm Lou Quinto. Today's topic is we're going to be talking about what have we learned after six weeks of remote work. Lou, I shared with you a report from Mary Meeker of Bond Capital where yeah. they captured the, the key trends that they've identified from the coronavirus so far. This is kind of an add-on to their annual internet trends report. So they've had some really interesting findings and we'll link to it in the show notes. But I, today, Lou and I are going to just cover three key findings that we found pretty interesting of what the trends are and what we're learning so far for businesses through the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. So one is what's happening to productivity? Uh, and you know what, what they're finding is that the margins, it's the same or even higher. Second thing is what does this mean or what is this meant for work-life balance? And then the third topic is, you know, what are we finding out about the most successful companies and how they're leveraging their technology? So Lou, why don't you kick us off for the first one and let's talk about productivity a little bit. Yeah, from the report that you sent me, it says that productivity is at the same level, if not higher. And when I first read that, I was like, no, it's not. Uh, there's, I mean, we're, we're starting at the beginning of this whole thing. And you know, I don't want to disagree with Mary. I'm sure that she and her cohorts uh, you know, are doing a lot of good research. But I've been talking to a lot of people. In fact, last week, I did three webinars on how to manage a remote workforce. And one of the things that I heard from participants is that there is so much confusion right now. It's the remote worker really doesn't, they're, they're not comfortable. There's a lot of anxiety, frustration. I've got to take care of my kids and I've got to homeschool school, you know, when it comes to communications, I'm on a bunch of video calls, and we all know that meetings, you know, are not productive. And so I, I think more people feel like they're spinning their wheels during this whole, but I do believe that everyone's starting to find their cadence uh, now after six weeks. And I think it's important, uh, you know, with the title of uh, the report is what have we learned over the last six? But uh, I think it, it's exposed a lot of perhaps uh, bottlenecks uh, within the organizations uh, it, that we have to lessons learned. We, we have to be able to write them down and say, okay, let's gather all of this data and let's look at how we can improve. I agree, but I tend to disagree. I, I really, I've not talked to anyone who said, hey, we're just business as usual. It's yeah, well, you know, I, I think the one that really stuck out to me was the one about pre-existing bottlenecks or being amplified in this. So, sure. you know, what I think we're seeing is companies that were already inefficient, inefficient are becoming more inefficient through this right. because they don't have kind of a crisp cadence of how they get things done at the company. So, yeah, I can absolutely see how that would get made even worse when you don't have that day-to-day -day contact. Yeah. You know, people I've talked to say where they're losing productivity is kind of those hallway encounters, right, where you you have a kind of, you know, some little problem and you just knock it out walking through the hallway and you kind of get yeah. to the bottom of it. Uh, but I could also see, you know, you do, I, you know, at least I'm finding, and I think the, the other folks in my house who are working at home through all this is, you know, your day starts earlier because you don't have, you're not driving in and your day ends kind of later. You're actually taking that time that was commute time and turning in that into productivity time. But you're right. I think you start to pick up the cadence and I think the longer term implications for remote work is, you know, what is this whole deal with having to teach your kids while you're trying to work? Once yeah. that goes away, you know, how does that impact this and how much more productivity can you get? I mean, my kids are a lot older, but I can't imagine having a preschooler or a young elementary kid trying to work and trying to keep them focused. So I can certainly see where that would have an impact. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is that even though the 
the school term will technically be over in a couple weeks uh, for, for many school districts. And now summer vacation, which yeah. is every parent's worst nightmare. Now there's not even learning to be able to distract the children with. It's going to be go out and play. Well, wait a minute. We can't go out and play because we got to maintain social distancing. So right. I really don't know. Those interruptions, I think, are going to be... Amplified, just as we talked about some of the inefficiencies. Uh, that's, again, my opinion. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. Let, let's, let's jump into that second point. And that second point, obviously, is the work-life balance that mm -hmm. the remote workforce uh, or situation has provided. Uh, Greg, you've, you've got two people in your house. What's it done with your work-life balance? Yeah, well, setting aside just kind of getting used to the rhythms and cadences, you know, we had, you know, my girlfriend was working out of the kitchen initially and we kind of realized early on that's not going to work because my son and I are constantly going in there for coffee all day long. So we had to kind of relocate the temporary office. But I think, you, you know, garage now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Whoever, whoever hogs the Internet the most has to work out of the garage. So what it, I think the report said, and I, I think this is right, and we touched on one of these points is, you know, one, you've got time flexibility. Right. So, you know, you've worked from home for a long time. I've worked from home a couple of years. You do kind of get into that for good or for ill rhythm to say, well, you know, if I got to get it done, I'll just sit here and get it done or go off and do what you need to do and come back and sit at right. your desk till eight or nine or 10, whatever, to get it done. But I do think that time flexibility is helping people. We have it pretty easy here in Indianapolis. Commute times aren't that bad, but you know, if you're used to, you know, those hour long plus commutes in the big sure. cities, you know, that's gone away. And so that's, that does kind of move into either more work-life balance or you could put some of that time into family time and some of that time into work time. But then, you know, one thing I've noticed is, you know, every night you're sitting around the table together eating dinner because you do have that opportunity to talk. So I think from a work-life balance standpoint, I can actually see that this has some real positive benefits right. for, for everybody involved. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and the biggest, one of the things I've warned people about is be careful because you may find yourself, and I think we mentioned this in a prior video, uh, but you, you're putting work off particularly at this time that you're learning. You're at the beginning of this learning curve on how do I work from home? And you may think, okay, wow, look at all this flexibility. And you're helping the kids, you're doing things around the house. And before you know it, it's late in the day. Now you're working till late at night. I always recommend to anybody who's new to remote workforce is that you've got to set those hours. And you have to be very disciplined that these are the hours that I'm going to be working in. So that this way you can enjoy the work-life balance by watching a movie at night with the family, having that dinner together, as opposed to, well, I'll just grab a plate and I'm going to go back to my desk because I got a whole bunch of stuff I didn't get done today. Yeah. You can destroy that as well. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, the last piece that, that, you know, I kind of thought was pretty important in there was talking about how companies are using technology effectively and those companies that are using it effectively are finding more success. So, you know, what did you take away from that section of the report? I should have bought Zoom stock a lot sooner. <laughs> So yeah. unfortunately, I'm not a congressperson, so uh, I didn't see it coming. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think in this particular instance, when it comes to uh, technology, there's the few aspects that I looked at is uh, one, we're obviously using more video conferencing than we've ever done before. Uh, when we were back at the office, it was let's jump on a conference call. Now, because we want to see people, we want to keep that community going back and forth. It's okay, let's get on a virtual call. And let's face it, face-to-face -face like you and I are doing right now is uh, a lot better. 
because I can see your facial expressions and we have that interaction versus just talking yeah. on the phone. We're learning a lot about pe technology, but I think at the same time, a lot of companies are finding that some of their employees aren't technologically equipped at home. They may not own the proper equipment that helps them do their job efficiently in this particular setting. You know, their, their Wi-Fi or their broadband isn't strong enough and they're dropping off during video sessions and things like that. Uh, so they're going to have to go back to, you know, uh, more emails or something or ju jumping on a conference call as opposed to everybody else who's there. I'm on the phone talking. One of the things you talked earlier about expenses that companies have, this is going to be an expense that if companies expand that remote workforce, providing them the proper technology in order to get their jobs done is going to have to be something they're going to have to consider. Oh, yeah. Well, and I took away from that section was the importance of creating kind of the office online, because as you know, Lou, I'm big on employee engagement. And how do you right. do that when everybody's distributed? And they talked about, you know, regularly scheduled meetings, which I know you're a big meeting guy, Lou, active social experiences, you know, where are the happy hours or just kind of lunch times together and even kind of putting the training online and doing it in such a way that you're kind of building that rapport that's so important to building employee engagement, or at least one piece of building employee right. engagement, because I like to get it in every time. It's being very intentional about how you build that strategy and that cadence of meetings and trainings and unofficial time so that right. you can start to build up those, those key relationships, because no matter how much work-life balance this generates, you're still spending the preponderance amount of your day at work. So yeah, yeah. I think it's important to kind of build that social aspect that you're not getting in the office into the whole system. So. Yeah, without question. Let me uh, ask you, what key takeaways based upon what have we learned over these last six weeks when it comes to the remote workforce and business in general? Well, you know, and I don't want to, I probably said something different on our, on our video when we first started talking about remote work, but as we keep getting deeper into this, it really becomes clear that remote work is going to be very viewed very differently on the other side of this. You know, as we see that people can be productive, as we can see things are getting done. You know, there's there's there was a you shared an article with me today about a company that had already planned to shift. You know, to the point where 25% of the people were in the office at any one time. Right. Uh, and I think that's going to change, and companies are going to start to look at this and figure out how much money they can save if they don't have to have you know, 100,000 feet of office space, if they can just have 20,000 square feet of office space, that's a savings to the bottom line of the companies. Right. And, you know, we're going to start seeing those shifts because people are going to realize, gosh, we can get business done this way. Let's try and figure out how we do it. So I think that first point around productivity is an interesting one to keep an eye on. Yeah. And, and even when the, when the green light goes off, no matter where, what state you're in, I still think companies are going to protect themselves by saying, you know, we're still, even though we can get back to work, I'm, we're not inviting everyone back to the office because right. we're going to have to do social distancing. So I, I think we've learned over the last six weeks. And I think it's important we continue to build on those learnings. I mean, some of the things, like you said, it, you may change a tune from something you said in an earlier video when we first started remote working. And I think that's the way every company, my key takeaway is we're still learning and every company has to look at what's going on. And in addition to each company uh, has to look at what's been exposed based mm -hmm. upon their business model over the last six weeks. So that this way they can try to fill those holes in the boat, so to speak, so that as we move forward and if an expanded workforce uh, or remote workforce is something that we wanna do is that we do it correctly. Yeah, so. and, I'll, and I'll say if I haven't said it, we'll link to this report in the show notes. It's a great report. It's about, I think it was about 25 pages long, but there's some really good findings, especially if you're starting to figure out, all right, what kind of where do we need to make our company shift going forward? So Sure, yeah. There's definitely a lot of good things out there. We'll 
always post things on our website that will enable you to, you know, dig a little deeper into our subject. Uh, with that, we hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership when it comes to what have we learned over the last six weeks. If you've liked this podcast, please like and share uh, with uh, individuals who you think this might be beneficial to. Uh, in addition, don't forget that uh, all of these uh, webcasts can be downloaded on your favorite podcast platform as a, an audio file. So we hope that you're getting through this situation extremely well. As I tell everybody, keep your hands washed and keep your distance. I'm Lou Quinto. And I'm Craig Anderson.